Hi, I'm Sam Garland. I'm an actor in Brooklyn, New York, and I believe that everyone on this planet is deeply creative. And not only that, I believe that engaging with our creativity is what connects us to our humanity and to our divinity. Whether it's starting a business, homeschooling your kids, cooking, painting, dancing, writing, acting, knitting, gardening, we are all called to express ourselves in myriad, incredibly unique ways. These are our gifts to the world. And yet, and yet, most every artist suffers terribly from self-doubt, from fear of public humiliation, from being too hard on themselves. That's certainly been my journey. I've done a lot of work on why my brain attacks when I'm being creative and how I can let this thing that I'm called to do out into the world. I'm still figuring it out, and I invite you to join me. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to Be Your Own Damn Muse. This is Sam Garland. I've been thinking a lot this week about one of my old um, acting teachers. I had this... (laughs) I was still in college at the time, and I had this very old, very cranky sort of Walter Matthau, angry old man uh, teacher who I found kind of like adorably curmudgeon-y. I know some friends of mine were like, this dude. But he had really come up at a time when theater was being revolutionized, you know, kind of in the era of Marlon Brando. For those of you who maybe don't know, one of the reasons Marlon Brando was so electric in his performances, I mean, he was an electric actor, but he also came at a time when prior to his kind of performances, it had been very presentational. So acting was sort of about striking a pose that showed sadness, that indicated joy, that indicated betrayal. And it was very... um, sort of detached from an inner life, from an inner emotionality. And Marlon Brando just had this transparency where all of his inner life just kind of roiled, broiled off of him. And with him came along a generation of actors who sort of, I think this came out of Europe, this new style of acting anyway, brought this to the U.S. And um, my teacher um, was in that cohort and with like Uta Hagen, if you've heard of her, she was also in that era. And, you know, a lot of those teachers built acting schools, taught these new methods, all in sort of different formats. They came out of a same general idea. And then Uta Hagen kind of branched off and taught her method. And this teacher, Fred Karaman, taught his and Anyway, he had come from this long line when, you know, theater had been really respected and vital and exciting. And, um, and you know, he was getting on and not acting as much and, and teaching more. And um, I anyway, I adored this man. But one of the things that he always said that struck me as like peak curmudgeon was he used to talk about how, you know, sort of like whenever you're not on stage acting or performing, like life is just doing laundry and getting groceries. And... <laughs> He just, I kind of remember even then thinking like, God, that's a really sad way to, you know, sort of go about life because especially with acting, especially with performing, you don't always control when you get that opportunity. Um, I was reading a great interview with Gene Smart, who was nominated, I think recently, certainly was in a breakout uh, perform. She's been having a lot of breakout performances. So this is like uh, one of many, but uh, she's in a show called Hacks on HBO that did really, really well this last uh, 
round of shows and I think was nominated for, for the Emmys or some of her co-stars are nominated. Anyway, she was being interviewed and she said this amazing phrase, I thought, which is acting is a thing you need to be invited to. And most other performance arts, um, you know, you can get up and play music at most open mics. You can get up and perform comedy at most places. A lot of other arts, you can paint on your own without an audience. You can write a novel and yes, you want someone to read it, but the art of doing it can be done alone. Whereas acting really requires an invitation, requires an audience, requires a stage or a camera. So it's always going to be slightly different and you're not always going to control when you get to do it, which can be really tough. Um, and so I remember thinking of this teacher, I was like, God, that kind of breaks my heart because I don't know that he's acted recently, you know, gotten to perform. Um, he's a fabulous teacher and I loved our class, but I, it stuck with me and I came across this book recently, you know, so many years later, um, I actually haven't read the book, but I remember hearing about it and it kind of struck me as a very similar thing. Um, it's called after the ecstasy, the laundry. And I had to look it up because I actually always thought it was after the Enlightenment, the laundry. It's about sort of Buddhist teachings and this moment, you know, that everyone sort of ends with, which is nirvana, which is you go through this training of Buddhism meditation and you achieve enlightenment and sort of like a fairy tale, you know, like a Disney happy ending. No one really talks about the marriage. There's always like the wedding, the nuptials, the really big party, and no one talks about what happens after happily ever after. And this is what um, this author, I believe is Jack Kornfeld, had written about, which is sort of this idea that, you know, after peak experiences, after getting this incredible experience of understanding enlightenment, you go back to doing the laundry and chopping wood and collecting food and, you know, like feeding and housing yourself and loving your mate, your family, your whoever, your people. Um, and I really like that idea that sort of in opposition to where my teacher Fred Caraman had talked a lot about, you know, this idea of the only joy to be had, the only place of real delight and losing yourself, which is, I think, where performing and art really overlaps and syncs up with meditation and nirvana, this place of like dissolving the ego, dissolving the sense of self, the self-consciousness. If you're really in a place of performance, you are not watching yourself, you are not judging yourself, you are fully surrendered. And that to me is, I think, kind of the the actor's high, the performance high, the same way that athletes talk about a runner's high. It's that idea of getting into flow, that idea of turning off the, the judgment brain, turning off the self-criticism, the self-doubt, and just surrendering and being in this place where you're channeling something, where you are out of your own way. And that is such a joyful place that we're always looking for it. And I believe it can be found in different things like meditation, like exercise, like performing. Um, but where, you know, this teacher was really saying the only place you get to have that is on stage is performing. And other than that, everything is sort of just, you know, <laughs> going about the daily living. I tend to think, um, or at least in my life, I've, I've tried to figure out what about the daily living can also be um, joyful, surrendered, performative. 
you know, whether that's like dressing up to go buy groceries or catwalking your way to run errands or do laundry. Um, or <laughs> I was coaching a friend recently who was really struggling to do laundry. And I said, why don't you sing your laundry a song? And she laughed. But I'll tell you, she called me later and sang me the song. And it made all the difference because it brought joy and reverence and silliness to doing laundry, which then got her out of the drudgery of it. And I was like, oh, right. That's also how art serves us in day-to-day -day life. You know, that's how we can bring the reverence of art, bring the magic of creating into washing dishes or having to do something or going to the bank or whatever. Um, I also happen to be someone who very silly goose wise will just break out into song when I'm opening up an Excel document because <laughs> I've been rewatching New Girl and I'm like, I relate to that person. Um, and I know not everyone has a comfort level at that. So I fully appreciate that might not be your comfort level. Um, but, you know, when you're alone doing laundry, if you can find a way to um, sing a song, it can make it go by faster. And and so back to kind of what this book was, this Jack Kornfeld book about, you know, sort of after the ecstasy, the laundry, it's this idea that we tend to focus so much on these peak moments of enlightenment, of surrender, of perfection, you know, like the, the sunset on the beach is your vacation. Um that we forget that after that peak moment, there needs to be the 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 drudgery, the the mundan mundanity, the mundaneness of living your life, of paying your bills, of going about these things. And and so my pitch is, you know, and I think what he was saying too is he interviewed a bunch of different Zen meditators and masters of of Buddhism about, you know, what is it to live a life that is enlightened? How do you bring this idea of enlightenment into your daily tasks? And to me, it's about um, noticing the magic that lives in how your fingers move, you know, over the keyboard. It's like stopping and being present in the breath. It's noticing that, you know, like the birds are singing outside your window while you're working or looking up at the leaves changing colors as you're walking to run errands. It's actually so much less about waiting until there is an audience or a big moment to celebrate kind of simplicity of life. Like I think the more you can have awe and wonder in your everyday, the less pressure is put on this moment when you get to perform, when you get to deliver, when you get to have those high moments. And the more that that feeling can really surround you in everything, because I don't think we get to escape paying taxes and doing our laundry and cooking and cleaning, like, you know, you can outsource a lot of that stuff, but there's still always going to be things that just need to get done in a day. And I think trying to escape those or waiting until they are done, until you can have the moment that will feel really good. I mean, that sort of sets us up. That just feels like such a recipe for addiction, right? It's like, I only want this thing that feels good and the rest of it I'm not willing to engage in. And I tend to think... There's so much magic in like, I don't know, sometimes I'm standing online somewhere at the bank, you know, and it's sort of even just like flexing your feet or bending your knees and being amazed at the sinew and the bones and the muscles. And, and honestly, that's the stuff that makes performances come alive. It's how does your body interact with space? How does your body interact with other humans? And, and by performance, it's also what brings writing alive. And that's what brings 
painting alive. That's what brings any kind of artwork. It's actually being completely, utterly engaged in your body, in the life that you are living, you know, standing online, watching people get really frustrated waiting to do something is also a great place to find character. If you want to write um, a really engaging story, you're going to look at clothing of characters and posture and how they relate and their language and um, how they express or try to repress their frustration, you know, and how they go about getting what they want. Classic human storytelling, people want things and they're either going to (laughs) directly go after that thing or not directly go after that thing. Um, Try to hide that that's what they want, but go after it anyway. Uh, So there's story, there's plot, there's conflict all around us. And I think the more that we can look up and look around and enjoy what's happening around us, the more that we can find creativity and storytelling and engagement and passion and that sense of flow, that sense of surrender um, every day more consistently rather than waiting for those one few bright moments where we get invited to perform or invited to be part of something. So... I invite you this week to think about the ecstasy in the laundry. Be well, my friends. Mm-hmm.